You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. It's the return of the Luke and Pete Shaw on Thursday, the 16th, the 16th, look more, yeah. of December. And let me tell you, uh, the picture, uh, apropos the buying of presents, not got any better for old D- Daddy Donaldson. No, not done anything. Not done fuck all, mate. What's, what, what are the responsibilities that you've been given? Well, I mean, um, having friends and loved ones. I mean, that's that's a responsibility no, but, enough. But like, with the Wi-Fi I have access to, we have like delineated responsibilities. Each oh, year, what? So, so like, you buy presents for certain members of the family, and or you? It's just like these, these are the jobs that need to be done. Right. Okay. Prepping Christmas. Right. Yeah. Okay, so she, she'll yeah. I'll, I'll, at some point after a week or so, I'll be like, right, where are we with this? Oh, I need to do this. Can you do that? Can you buy this? Can you do? This? Basically, just her telling me what to do, and I do it. Um, and so if we got to this stage now, the 16th, mm. and I was not doing it, I mean, that would never happen because I'm terrified of my wife, but that I would be in big trouble. Right. So okay. is, is the part that you've got access to not cracking the whip? Cracking the whip. I think we've been too busy, to be honest. Uh, sure enough. I've been, well, no, I've been working. She's been working. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, again, Sarah always buys better presents than I do. Are you going to be buying them for your family, though? Uh, yes, you've got, you've yeah. You've got a niece and nephew to I'll do about. my family. She can do hers. Sweet beans. And where will you spend Christmas? I'm not doing Down Christmas. Here. We'll do Christmas fucking later. Do Christmas later. The, 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 the next Monday will be the first Christmas show, won't it? Or Thursday, maybe. Thursday, I think. The 23rd's our first Christmas show. Either way, we're, we're, hurtling towards, we're hurtling towards it, and I'm a little bit concerned, that's all. People won't be surprised to hear your admin's been poor. Correct. Is that fair or is that, that unfair? That's that a little bit fair. Okay, little bit fair. Look, um, you uh, last week t- spoke about uh, putting together a Ghostbusters uh, Lego thingamajig. We're not even being sponsored by Lego at the moment. It's just come up, isn't it? No. Oh, yeah. Should we say Lego's bad? Ooh, I did, oh, I'd stood on a bit. I once. feel like we should just give a bit Ouch. of love to... Um, Duplo. Uh, Sticker du- bricks. I, th- I was going to say Duplo, but isn't that, isn't that a Lego brand? Oh, it might be like for for toddlers. Maybe. I don't think it is. Maybe I, 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 I don't sure. remember them. Sort of like crossing the streets. Um, I was a big fan of st- stickle bricks growing up. Yeah, I used up. to love them. Yeah, I mean it was fun, easy to do, but my god, it didn't make anything that looked attractive. Duplo <laughs> is owned by Lego. Confirmed. <gasps> Did they buy it out? It's like um, the Monday Night Wars, <laughs> WCW versus WWE. <laughs> could be. Um, stickle bricks were good. You couldn't really make anything, though, could you? You could make a gun. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> you could make, you could make a fucking right angle. Sticker brick. <laughs> that was it. It was a bit rubbish, wasn't it? The, the thing that is interesting about Lego these days is that it's all it's all themed now. Yes. Back in the day, you'd get Space Lego, you'd probably get Technics Lego, and everything else was a free for all. Yeah, exactly. You get Meccano's not Lego, is it? It's different. Meccano was like uh, long bits of metal, wasn't it? And you'd kind of like screw them into each other. So yeah, to speak. I, I kind of fear for Meccano, don't you? What do you mean? They've I mean, sort of they've, they've missed the boat a little well, bit. Because Lego are just dominant. Well, I mean, Meccano was always one of the things, it's, it's too hard to build something in Meccano. To me, it felt above my pay grade, really. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, look, uh, you go to the toy shop and someone's made a, a Ferris wheel out of Meccano. And that was the only thing you ever saw. Yeah. <laughs> and it's too technical for a kid to do, I think. 
But I think maybe people listening who are now like engineers and very practical people yeah. or mechanics, maybe they're like, nah, Meccano was my jam. Lego was just boring. <laughs> but it was, I was talking about yesterday and he was sort of saying that uh, he used to have like a, a three package on his Amiga and, you know, you'd sort of, uh, you'd approach it and you'd sort of, uh, uh, you could make anything. You know, it's the th- this is the bit of computer software that made Babylon 5 in the 80s and huh. Red Dwarf some parts and, uh, and, and you know, TV shows that look really good. Well, it's like, like CAD type software. Yeah, CAD, like, like yeah. Three, three, 3D design and, and ray tracing uh, sort of thing. And uh, you'd, sort of, you'd sort of set up your lights and stuff and do animations and things. And, and, and these people who live in massive fucking houses now, they're the ones who sort of saw it as this kind of open-ended tool that could realise all of their dreams and stuff and yeah. so they work really hard and same with computer programmers they tap away and, and they oh, and they spend days and days teaching themselves this kind of you and discipline. I are just like I want to play Jet Set Willie I've made a cock and a balls <laughs> yeah it is just we just went cock and balls and then just walked to the like just put another disc in what's he doing now this geezer what you had that Software. Well, well, yeah. He, I mean, he same thing to me. He just made a cock and balls. Oh. But so yeah. So he just sort of goes. I can see the difference between people who have a bit of drive and a bit of dream and a bit of ambition. Yeah. Compared to us who go cock and balls. I never. I never. <laughs> yeah. I never really ever remember ever thinking ever ever, ever ever thinking deeply about what I want to do for a job. No. Ever. Did you? What did you get out of that little computer? Remember, like uh, it was so space age, you sort of answer a lot of questions, and then they put the responses into a computer, and just give you a random job. I don't think they even fucking entered it in the computer. Probably not. No, I had a, we had a, we had a guy. librarian. I got librarian. Did you really? Yeah, Mister Fucking Admin. Yeah, I've That's put the, the shittest set. fucking job ever for you. I put the Tintins in the reference library again. Oh, and you can't not talk. <laughs> and I can't not yeah. talk. Yeah, um, I've I, burned all the microfiches. I don't remember having. Oh, microfiche was a vibe. Do you remember? That. Yeah, I, I, um, I've never used them one of those machines. I'd bloody love to though. I, I'm surprised you haven't bought one, <laughs> eBay or something, in oh, your garage. Yeah, oh. if, if I ever get invited to your shed and it's not got a microphone, no, I'll be fucking pissed off. <laughs> um, I don't remember what I got out of the computer back in the nineties, but I do remember a guy coming to the class. Yeah, and he sat down with every one of us, and he said to me that I, I think he said something really at the time didn't really um, register, but looking back on it, the way he said it, I think he said something like the best you can hope for is as a policeman. The best you can... That's yeah. a good job. That's solid. That's an upgrade on what you got now, mate. I don't want to be a policeman. Why? You could tall enough. Aren't policemen getting taller? It's not about that. Aren't police getting blonder? You can't just walk into a police station and they go, he's tall, get him in. Look. <laughs> you do an interview with this fucking murderer. <laughs> he's over six foot. Uh, right. Did you do that crime? Yeah, I, right. I'd love the idea if Chris the Dick, right, gave a press conference tomorrow yeah. about all the problems in the Met Police and went, um, what's happened is... It's come to light that we've only been hiring tall boys. people based on their height. height. And it turns out not all tall people can be trusted. <laughs> and that's it. On the other hand, we don't have anyone under six foot, yeah. which is physically impressive. Exactly. I, 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 we've got specialised doors now. Do you, tall did doors. You, do you remember being told that you had to be a certain height to be a police officer? Yeah. Why was that such a weird thing? Why, I don't know. why do people talk about that? Well, because so you have to be kind of physically imposing, I suppose, haven't you? Because you, you didn't have uh, mace or. Are you allowed mace here? Uh, uh, what's the zip pepper spray. It's just pepper the old zip zappers. Or tasers. No, no, the tasers. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, do you remember that video we, we, we watched of um, that chief constable agreeing to be tasered to show that it was like, safe? <laughs> so now he got it's a lovely. I do like the way that. Uh, did you see that guy? It was a clip that was going around all over the gaff where this drugged up maniac, like muscular kind of. Um, like it, it sounded a bit Essexy, um, was just trying to fight a man 
in his house sort of thing. He was kind of in, in the front garden. You will have seen it. Front garden. And he was just sort of like braying the fuck out of this guy's front door. And this and this, and this uh, a woman's filming it and the guy's trying to sort of remonstrate. And going, what is your fucking problem? And he's going, I'll fucking call you. He's yeah. just getting really, really angry. And then the uh, police... and and But he's he's punched... It's like kind of a like plastic UPVC door. Yeah. And he's punched it through, but it's kind of done like a flap. So the glass is like on a flap. And someone took a screenshot of the block outside the window and says, worst advent calendar ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the, t- the, the the police uh, end up turning up, and uh, when you get tasered, you just stiff as a board, and you just go down, absolutely down, like a big uh, like a big timber. Is it satisfying to watch him be tasered? Well, it is for a bit, but then he manages. To, he's he's only got his bum out. He's only got his <laughs> bum out. He, he moons the policeman, then he gets tears, and then he then he uh, he just gets up immediately because they don't manage to sort of restrain him or get him in handcuffs, uh, and he just climbs over a, a fence. <laughs> <laughs> On one level. Is it impressive that he's managed to stove in a new PVC door with just his bare hands? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But very, very much so. I, I just didn't realise you could just push on one and it just opens up like that. Because I've got a UPVC front door. Yeah. And I've thought of it, I think of it as solid. Yeah. I tell you what you shouldn't think of, the, the locks on them. Good God. Like uh, like one of those kind of load-bearing spanners. They just take it off in seconds and they're in. They're in. Really? Yeah. It's really easy to get in those, those, those locks, those little kind of... Uh, Locks that are like up and down kind of thing, you know. Those ones, no, but my one ones. does all the locks up up and down the door. Yeah, but I think so. The, it's got like five locks in total. Yeah, but I think if you if you just take the central column and just snap it, you can just open it up. You How do you I mean? know you this? Just, what? How do you know this? I saw a guy on the telly do it. Lock picking lawyer. Lock picking lawyer. No. He's not a brute force man. Well, what front door have you got? Uh, lock picking lawyer is an artist, by the way. He, he is an artist. What have you got? I'm the lock picking lawyer. Door. I'm going to kick the fuck out of this UPVC window. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've, I've got I've got one of those old school yellow ones. I mean, it's no better, but like my cabin has only got one of those shitty locks. I'm worried. If people want to get my in, computers they're gonna get in, are, I'm going to get my microfiches. If people want to get in, they're going to get in. Aren't they're going to, yeah, exactly. And there's yeah. nothing really much you can do about it. Yeah, um, but I'd like to tell anyone who's listening, I got a fucking sword, mate. So yeah, yeah, that'll go true. right in you. And it's blunt, so it will hurt more when it sho- shoves you with it. And I've done a wee on it. <laughs> um, what you should do is, if someone does do that, break into your shed and you're in there, yeah. just look at them, stare them deeply in the eyes, and just wet yourself. <laughs> yeah. so, they think, so they just think, I don't know what I'm dealing with here. With an erection. Yeah. Because they're going to think, this is, this, is the, this is not the path of least resistance. <laughs> this is a maniac. Yeah. Um, Pete, when I was away on holiday, um, I didn't tell you, or I didn't tell our listeners... I went to Devon. Have you ever been to Devon? Uh, yes. Oh, I'm surprised to hear you say that. <laughs> Why? Well, you said it very, very enthusiastic. Yes. What, where did you go? Uh, let's have a look. I'm going to type in Devon into Google. I've been to Torquay. Oh, cool. I uh, liked it in Torquay. Yeah, I liked it. Exeter. We stopped in Exeter a bit. Yeah, Torquay sort of area. Nice, beautiful. Pinton. Yeah. Uh, Torquay, I thought Torquay was going to be like a southern version of Blackpool. Which right, I do okay. not. I, I I don't rate Blackpool. No, I've never been to Blackpool, but yeah, Toki's beautiful. That kind of bit, and that bit is it got that big um, bridge that goes up and down. Maybe I'm fairly so. I, I didn't see that, but but I um. So we went to Torquay because it was our wedding anniversary as well. We wanted to go to a nice restaurant. And there's one we like the look of in Torquay, right? Called the Elephant. Very nice. Mm. We got there quite early, and it's obviously winter, and it was dark, and nothing was open apart from Donaldson. The amusement arcade. Oh, lovely. Ask me if my Wi Fi have access to and I spent 45 minutes playing the bullseye fruit machine. <laughs> Why the bullseye fruit machine? Not a lot of things. It wasn't like a little kind of because grabby machine, little UFO catcher. Every time we did that as well. Every time you put the money in, it goes. 
Take your time. <laughs> it does. Take your time. Take your time. And obviously, my wife had no idea what bullseye was. So she's like, <laughs> why is this? She's like, for why is there a man? Asking a load of really legitimate and fair questions like, why is there a bull dressed in a striped shirt? <laughs> All over this. Why is someone keep telling me to take my time? <laughs> I could never figure out why. Who's the um, the commentator, the darts commentator? Tony. Tony. Yeah. Like, bull, Bully was kind of based on him a bit. I'm not really sure. I thought it, it was it's just his. He's just based on the bottom. He's like furry version of himself. Like, he was into furry stuff. No, they, no. He just... said, I don't know, why don't you make me into a lovely bull? Well, it's just based on the bullseye, isn't it? The ball. Yeah, I know. They call it the ball. But the best, I think it looked too much like the, the commentator, Tony. I thought, I could, I, you know what? Now you mention it, I can, I can see what you mean. But for the Wi-Fi I have access to, it was a baffling experience, right? Because one, they don't have fruit machines in America. So it's already weird. Yeah, okay. They have them in like in, a, in casinos or stuff, and in certain, they're completely different. Yes. And yeah. so these mechanical kind of things where, like, you know, for example, when you play a fruit machine, say you get on like a kind of higher or lower mechanism to win like three quid, mm. it knows what number it's given you. Yeah. So it's not like if, if it's if it's higher or lower out of a 12 and you've got a two, it isn't the case that... You're, it's not going to... Yeah. If it wants to give you a one, it's going to give you a fucking one. It's going to yeah. be annoying. And it does do that. <laughs> but to someone who's not averse, someone who's not versed in fruit machine, it's kind of like, why are you doing this? Yeah. It's kind of, it completely... It's a category definition. But, because, the, but, but the payout of fruit machines is actually quite high. Like, it, it, you, you win more than you lose. But the problem is... It's the amount of money you win, and also uh, it's obviously it's, it's highly controlled, and you can turn up how how successful you can be and, and turn it yeah. down in the innards of the machine. But they, they they pay out more often than not. But it's because they pay out so much, you just come back and you just come back and you lose all do, your money because you, know, you just come but back. Do you know what I thought about? I thought, so we put forty quid in it and we got forty five quid out, right? Yeah, fine, fine. Right. And they all come out in pound coins, which is fucking annoying. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> what I was thinking was. As a kid, when I went to the pub or whatever, and you play a bit of a freak machine, it was a kind of thing that was in pubs, and you just do it, right? You don't get fun. It's like playing pool or whatever. And sometimes you win, it'd be brilliant, and sometimes you wouldn't. Now I'm older, I've got a little bit more money. Mm. If I move to a big old house, I might get a fruit machine. Because they're Why? probably not that expensive. Well, no, they're not. But and you I can mean, open one, you can play it as much as you want, because it'll be fun. If you win, it doesn't matter. If you don't win, it doesn't matter, because you own it. <laughs> That's what Why I was thinking. Why would you want that? Yeah, but like... And I said to the Wi-Fi I have access to in the car afterwards, I might get a fruit machine. You said, well, you're, not, you're not doing that. Like fucking Lemmy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> would you not... I, I thought you'd be up for one of those. No, because, it's, because they're not fun to play. They're fun because you win the I money. I they are fun. <laughs> I think they're interesting. Just fucking get yourself a little flashing LED light and jam it in your eyes. I don't know. Like, okay. a, like sort of something to look at, isn't it? Yeah, Donkey Kong arcade machine instead. <laughs> well, I've always been against arcade machines in homes. Uh, because Snob. I find them, I just find them a bit tedious. It's just a bit like I love Pac-Man. It's always like a shit game. Yeah. Uh, and I but, suppose it's, it's, it takes up a lot of space, and it's only one game. Yeah, but then then you've got these new ones that are kind of just main machines that that, that will play anything. Uh, and I find them quite generic and quite kind of cheap looking and a bit rubbish. Yeah. But there's a little space in our in our front room. I go, oh, just get a little Chase HQ cab in there What's with that? the flashing lights on top. Do you have a Chase HQ? Is nah. that, it was like um, it was a video game that in involved uh, two policemen in a car. Uh, it was a little bit like Miami Vice, uh, and you'd be chasing... That uh, sounds good. You'd be chasing terrorists, uh, and to take them down, uh, you would... Uh, yeah, you, you'd just have to ram into the back of them. Uh, the five, I'm just looking at the Wikipedia entry. Uh, each um, each uh, criminal would have a different car uh, that you'd have to chase after. Uh, number one, in stage number one, Ralph uh, was the Idaho slasher. 
and he drove a Lotus Esprit. <laughs> nice so car. It's like outrun. It looks, looks like outrun. Outrun, right? but you got to ram the cars. You got to ram the perps off the road effectively. Uh, number two, Carlos, the New York armed robber. He drives a yellow Lamborghini Countach. What was the first one called? Uh, Ralph the Idaho Slasher. So there's a murderer on the loose, the Idaho Slasher, and he's driving an Esprit. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of Esprit. Uh, Carlos, the New York armed robber, that was stage two. That's a bit of racial profiling right there. What do you mean? Calling him Carlos. What do you mean? Carlos, the new armed, ro- armed robber? Yeah. Uh, 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 Carlos? Well, I've given him like an Hispanic name. Yeah, but armed ro- are they good at armed robbery? Is that, is I that the I'm just saying, it yeah. Oh, yeah. criminal. Oh yeah. oh, yeah, massively. No, yeah. wait until you get to the fifth one. Uh, I don't no- want to. Number three, Chicago Pushers. Uh, they're, they're driving a silver Porsche. That's fair. They're into drug dealing. Yeah. That, 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 that kind of lucrative, fits, yeah. Famously lucrative. Now, if I was the LA kidnapper... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the boot space is in a, in a Ferrari uh, two eight eight GTO. It's not conducive. But I think it's, mi- I think it's, it's minimal. Kidnapping. I think it's minimal, to be honest. Yeah. I think he must room. have him strapped to the roof. Yeah, and and finally for now, final stage boss, the Eastern Block spy in a red Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> Eastern Block. The Eastern spy. Block. Spy. They've not even tried there. No, they've said, you know what? It's a Friday afternoon. <laughs> I cannot be bothered to research what someone from that part of the world would be called. So we just call them the Eastern Block spy. Yeah. And uh, and at the start of every level, uh, a little voice, even on the lowly Spectrum 8-bit version, goes, let's go, Mr. Driver. <laughs> I love the voices you used to get in those old computer games. Let's go, Mr. Driver. Why do they find it so hard to do the voices? What do you mean? Like, it's just limited, it always sounds really distorted. Space, limited space, limited compression. Because I remember, um, I can't remember the name of the game exactly. Um, it was like a Formula One type game. And the mm. only voice you'd ever get was a, a really distorted woman going, prepare to qualify. <laughs> and then before the race itself, prepare to race. Oh, nice. It's really reminded me of that. Chase HQ 2 as well. There was a sequel, by the way. Oh, yeah, there was. Yeah, I don't think I really played that, to be honest. 2007, it was 2007. I mean, I'm not having that. Is did, it? Yeah, 2007. Good did, God. Did, did the arcade 3D. one have a, have a steering wheel and a seat? I'd, not only that, it had a little light. When, when the chase was on, the little lights would... Uh, You're not of, having that in your living room. Woo, woo, that is not the most obnoxious arcade game you could get as well. So I was trying to watch the telly. I'm like, woo, woo, woo. <laughs> I'm chasing the this pushers. Yeah. I'm chasing the LA Strangler. I know you don't like me playing this, but I think you fail to consider there's a kidnapper on the loose. <laughs> we are at Cold War. He's got a Ferrari. He's got a Ferrari. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's, oh, let's, ca- let's capture some criminals let's ourselves criminals. in the ad break. And then when we come back, yeah. we'll do some of your battery brands and a couple of your emails as well. Didn't even get a chance talk about Devon, but that's how this show Sorry, goes mate. sometimes. Um, see you in a minute. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're back with the Luke and Pete show. And since it is a Thursday, since uh, we are heading towards a weekend, we're going to celebrate by giving you some battery brands. Batteries. Do you want to do the names and I'll do the search? Or do you want to do yes, please, further? because I'm never logged in. Yeah. Uh, Steve, well, wait a second for me to log in. Whoa, well, I'm now. just going to do the email, aren't I? Because we've got emails now where they but talk up, about them. I'm Steve. up against the clock, though, aren't I? Right. As soon as you start it, I've got to be ready. Don't you worry, mate. I can fill. I'm a pro. I'm ready Stephen now. Goosens. Hello, Stephen Goosens. Hi, guys. Long-time listener and first-time emailer. Hoping to enter the family uh, steady uh, with a new, <laughs> new brand. Whatever you do at Christmas is up to you, Steve. Yeah. Um, enter the family with a new brand of batteries. I came across this battery, which I believe and hope is a new player. The HEMA, H-E-M-A, yep. alkaline battery. Yours truly, Steve Goosens. All right, Stephen, I am absolutely delighted to tell you... <gasps> He's had a goosey goosey gander. ...that according to our email inbox, which goes back several years, yep. Hema Alkaline is a new player. Oh, round of applause, Stephen Goose, and a lovely pre-Christmas treat from the Steve Steve. You're in. Well done, Steve. He's into number two. Uh, Jimmy to the B on Twitter, I believe. He does it. Jimmy to the B admins... All of completely voluntarily. Yep. Admins all the Luke's game stuff. Oh God, he's good. He posts Any the good. spreadsheets. He posts the results. Any well, good. He's a big football ramble legend. So good, good on him, man. Uh, morning, lovely. I mean, I should technically hit him because he just he just basically puts it in a stark contrast. My uh, pulls it in a sharp focus. My terrible performance in Luke's game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, morning, lovelies. In buying a new doorbell this week, I've discovered a new to me, but I suspect not to everyone else. Battery brand. <sighs> Here we go. Move your little cursor so I can read it. Golden Power, Power P plus US, Equitotals Triple A. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack in that one. I can, this is a tough one to search. Yeah. But actually, let me just go and drop this in. I don't think this is a new player. And the reason I don't think it's a new player is because, was this James who sent this in? Yeah, Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy to the yeah, bit. Yeah. Joshua Bavington oh, Bavers. sent these in on November 17th. Oh, mate. And he found them in a... Please uh, say a doorbell. In some, some of his kids' toys. Ah. Kids like playing with the doorbell? Yeah. I want to know whether it was the same product. It could be. I don't think it is, no. no. I don't think it is. So, um, uh, But what I would say is Joshua Bavington, lovely hands and fingers in his photo. I beg your pardon? Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Cuti- yeah. I was, can I get a cuticle read? Um, no, because it's, it's oh, the palm of his hand, hand right, sadly, okay, so I good. can't. Um, All right. Well, finally for now, Dave Flintoff has got in touch. That's AKA Toshiba, AKA AKA Toshiba Dave. Dave. Whoa, I've met Toshiba Dave. I've met him as well. He's nice. Bloody good lad. Yeah. Long time listener, first time emailer with a potential new battery brand. Sorting through my parents' attic, I came across an old Lego Space monorail set. Wow, dating back to the late 80s, ownership of which is currently being debated with my brother. <laughs> I bet, that's a big, that's a big bone of contention. There's right a there. battery still inside, and it's a classic Tandy NSL Extra Life. Now, Tandy was a big high street, high street kind of Maplins. There's, you could get like an electronic Tandy kit. Is, mate. You could buy a Fuse, you could buy a home hi-fi system if what, you wanted to pay over the odds. Why did they perish ahead of Maplins perishing? I don't know. Uh, if it's in... If it's in the middle of the shopping centre in Hartlepool, because they had a very uh, a very difficult window situation, and one of them would always get smashed by hoodlums, and they could never get the bloody thing fixed very quickly because the window was such an odd shape. What was the name? It was like a bay window in <laughs> right. a shopping centre. What, like, what was the name of the shopping centre? Middleton Grange. Is it a good one? Is it still there? It's still there. So I got bags there once. 
Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, and Michaela Stratton, Stracken and uh, the much maligned Des Barnes from, uh, from uh, Coronation Street. Didn't they used to play for... I was thinking of Des Hamilton. Um, <laughs> Disco Des. Yeah, Des Barnes. Barnes. What are they, Des th- Barnes uh, was... Uh, I think he ran the shop, I think, in... Uh, it, it, but he was from Hartlepool uh, in, in, in Coronation Street and he... He got into some kind of fraud case, and at one point he was one of the top twenty-five wanted men in the UK. Inexplicably. Oh, in real life. Yeah, IRL. Right. Yeah. Okay. Blimey. Should have so gone down the middle of the shopping centre, mate. Pre- pre- um, he was. Um, he was um, played by Philip Middlemiss. Philip Middlemiss. That's who it was. Apparently, yeah. he was a bookmaker in Coronation Street, and he's now currently listed as Coronation Street former regular. Cool. That's his status. Right. Toshiba Dave. Toshiba Dave. We keep yeah. you waiting no longer. Tandy NSL Extra Life. Lukey. New player. New player? What? Congratulations, Dave. Tandy's as old as the hills. No no well one sent them in. So they are a new player. Tandy NSL Extra Life. Not had them before. Yeah. Well done to you, Dave. Keep up the good work at uh, electronics manufacturer Toshiba. Yeah, I mean, Toshiba. Let us know what uh, batteries go inside the Toshiba uh, um, remotes. Remotes, please. Yeah, we'd love to know that. Yeah, exactly. So listen, this time next week, um, I think we'll be doing a Christmas themed show, but I'm sure we can find time for more battery brands. Um, in fact, it's probably a good time for it because people will um, will be having all sorts of electronic goods, won't they? Correct. Um, all right, cool. So um, thank you very much for contributing to that. Peter, do you want to do an email? I do. Well, I then, do want then, to do an email. Then fucking do one. <laughs> I fucking will. Uh, Elliot J. Yo, Elliot. Uh, very good afternoon to the Luke and Pete. A recent talk of deodorant can flamethrowers. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. You know, there's a bit in mid-morning matters with Alan Partridge. Yeah. Where he's lining up all the callers. Yeah. And he goes through them all. And he goes, uh, and, and we'll have Adam, and we'll have Jonathan, and uh, after that, Lucian. Actually, no, I don't want to talk to someone called Lucian. <laughs> I feel weirdly a bit like that about an Elliot. Why, Elliot? I don't really like it as much as a name. <laughs> we got a problem. Elliot Ness. Elliot from uh, ET. All the best Elliots. They're the only two Elliots I can think of, yeah. T.S. Elliot? Mm, doesn't count. <laughs> Who's the blog who did um, Creatures Great and Small? Oh. <laughs> James uh, Herriot. James Herriot. <laughs> Shut up, Donaldson. Right. Uh, very good afternoon to the Luke and Pete. Recent talk of deodorant can flamethrowers reminded me of a trend at my well-to-do secondary school in Cambridge for locker bombing. Other kids' sports lockers. The old sports lockers in the changing room were metal-sided and backed, uh, but had a wooden door with a hook so you could place your own personal lock to ensure nobody could pinch your sports kit. The hole meant it was possible to squirt deodorant, usually links into said hole, drop a match in and whoosh. The whole thing would light up and make a satisfying bang. Oh, you should not be doing that. I mean, that is... It's a very... I mean, it's arson, isn't it? It's just arson. I've changed my mind. I like Elliot. I like Elliot. Also, a serious, although a serious virus, for the most part, not much was done about this until one day the six farmers decided to spray six entire Lynx cans into a single (laughs) locker. This is a schoolboy natural conclusion thing. My God. They said it couldn't be done. Uh, Not only was the bang heard across the road, but it blew the wooden locker door clean off its hinges, singed all the sports kit inside, and even burnt the culprit's eyebrows mostly off. This prompted a redesign of the boys' locker room and a ban on aerosol deodorants that lasted until I left five years later. Imagine the smell of it as well. <laughs> so smells so hot bad. Java. Yeah, hot links Java. I, I was a Java man. Were you a Java man? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I hated the, Africa. I'm trying. I, I bought some uh, recently. Africa actually. was like I used to get sometimes. I think I think Java and Africa the 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 colours look similar. And I used to sometimes get we bought Africa for birthday or Christmas. And it really yeah. annoyed me because I didn't like the smell of it. I like <laughs> Java. 
They do like spice was really bad as well. Spice, yes, okay, yeah. Didn't I like that. spice. I'm trying to find the uh, the internet's being very strong. I can't find what different kind of flavors of links still exist. Yeah, they want me to email Unilever. I don't want to do that. I just want to know what different ones you got. This is an amazing schoolboy behaviour, isn't it? We didn't really have lockers at school. We did have lockers, but no one really used them. I don't, I've never been given it. We had drawers. Remember drawers? That's a junior school, though. Yeah, I know, but that's that's all we were allowed. To so in some drawers. of the corridors, some of the buildings at my senior school, there were they lockers. They did have lockers. Did you not have them? No, I don't think... No. I, look, um, I we were protected my, by the Lord. It was Catholic school. I can remember um, in about year 10, so the fourth year of senior school, mm. my friend... Uh, and I don't know why, but this has just never come up before. It turned out with like, like for the f- last four years, he had been carrying his books for every single lesson in every day in his bag, whether he had the class or not. Right. And people were like, well, "Why are you doing that?" And he's like, "Well, doesn't everyone do that?" Like, well, no, no. Just pick, just see what you've got today and absolute, bring in the right books. Absolute backbreaking stuff. But he yeah, never really made he, the connection. But he, ne- but I bet he never forgot a book. Well, no, so he probably didn't. He probably he joined the navy anyway. Didn't need, didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't need the books. Didn't need them. No. Um, thank you for that, Elliot. That's great. I don't really know of anyone else. I mean, there was. I told you about my friend who did a German exchange and did a deodorant flamethrower and set fire to the house. Right. And yeah, got in a lot of trouble for that. I do remember people doing that kind of stuff. I do remember the old deodorant can on the bonfire. On the bonfire, yeah, spectacular stuff. That locker, that locker stuff is is great quality schoolboy behaviour. Yeah. Um, but we can't obviously endorse it because um, there might be young people listening to this show. Um, but on the um, similar um, trail of thought, Connor has also been in touch. Says, um, "Hi guys, I sent my first email before I'd finished and listening to Thursday's show. Two is probably too many for one show, so pick your favourite. We have, and we've picked this one. On the back of the story of Robin making a flamethrower with aerosols, I was on a ski trip with my school, circa 2009." when I would have been about 16. We were staying in a hotel in the Alps, and one evening we sprayed a ceiling-to-floor-sized penis on the hotel (laughs) wall of our room with a can of Lynx and set it alight. This was hilarious for about 10 seconds before the alarm went off and the hotel was evacuated. (laughs) Outside in the nighttime snow among all the guests, mainly at other schools staying there as well, um, our careers teacher, Mr. O'Hare, hello, sir, if you're listening, interrogated <laughs> everyone as to their potential involvement in the evacuation. A few minutes later, we were all readmitted to the hotel and a member of staff informed Mr. O'Hare that the alarm had been set off by smoke in our room. Five minutes later, Mr. O'Hare was standing in our room in front of a scorched six-foot penis on the wall asking what had set off the alarm. One of the lads was very indie chic at the time and used straighteners on his hair, and we told him he'd left them on whilst hot and left them sitting on a plastic bag. Mr. O'Hare looked at the straighteners on the floor, looked at the penis, and said very quickly, OK, lads, it doesn't happen again, and swiftly left. Perhaps he missed that kind of idiocy, or he just wasn't bothered with the admin of discipline. Either way, it was a great trip, and to be fair, he was a great guy. Love the show. All the best, Connor. That starts out as a massive penis on fire yeah. and ends with a love letter to a beloved teacher. Yeah, so like, why did he not? I mean, they're going to get in trouble at some point because they've they've burned a penis into the wall, no? Yeah. So I like the idea that Mr. Hayes thought Mr. Hayes thought it's not my problem. It's not my penis. Not my fucking hotel. Not my, it's not my penis. Yeah. We'll deal with it when we get when we check out. So that kind of stuff is why I couldn't be a teacher because I couldn't be able to deal with that. Yeah. I like that Mr. O'Hare has also got that same viewpoint, but it's to become a teacher anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would have went in the room and went. Whoa. <laughs> Fucking hell, lads. What's being up? Oh, can I get a picture of that, please? And and you have been CRB checked. And I have been last CRB week. checked. Yeah. I ju- whenever I see a, a, a jaunty um, fun fellas, I just get so turned on, Luke. Doesn't matter what it's drawn in, snow, uh, felt tip, I go, 
oh, I can't. You know, a big naked man on the side of the hill. And yeah. sometimes someone will go and draw a penis on it. Oh, yes. Right, that's enough for this week. We're getting out of it now because Donaldson's lost it. Horny. Uh, he's very, very horny. Horny on men. This time of year, like a stag in Richmond Park. Yes, the horniest very, of all. Yeah, very, yeah. Uh, penis covered in brambles. <laughs> it is, actually. Lovely. Make, make it seem as big as possible. <laughs> um, we'll be back on Monday for more of this nonsense. If you have got an email, it doesn't have to be about a giant um, penis on fire. Giant phallus, fire phallus. Fire phallus. Good yeah. band, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, hello, lukeandpeatshow.com we would love to hear from you until then have a lovely weekend we'll see you soon Uh, look after yourselves and look after one another too ta-ta The Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network